Hi, I'm Jackie. And I'm Sam. And we live in Orlando, Florida. The theme park capital of the world. We each have our own YouTube channels, and in this podcast, we'll be sharing more about our lives, our travels, our theme park enthusiasm, what's going on in the world, and more. And today, we're back with episode nine of Expedition Enthused, a theme park podcast. All right, well, welcome back. If you listen to our previous episode, you will know that there was one thing that I well, both of us mm. have been super enthused about having <laughs> again. What was that thing, Sam? That thing was cinnamon, cinnamon bread, bread from Dollywood. Dollywood. We are freshly back from a trip to the summer celebration at Dollywood. And I'd like to report, Jackie. <gasps> Breaking news. After all these weeks of talking about it, mm. cinnamon bread is the best theme park treat. Wow. That is so bold and brave of you. Yeah, so accurate. I felt like maybe I was building it up in my head every week, talking about it, wanting it. But we had it. It is good. It's good. And just like you said, we're freshly back from Dollywood. It was fresh. The cinnamon bread was also fresh. It's fresh baked every day. And it is very good. And you have to, as you said in your video of our mm. trip to Dollywood, mm. you have to take <laughs> it for a swim in that gooey sauce at the bottom. That's what it's all about. I think the first time we tried it, we didn't realize how important dipping it and diving it into the goo at the bottom really and truly is to the culinary experience of Dollywood's fresh hot cinnamon bread. So we now we know. Now we have the technique. In the very first time you went to Dollywood last year, in your video, you filmed us having the cinnamon I did, bread. Yeah. I imagine if you look at that video now, you will see <laughs> us just like picking at the top. Yeah. And being like, I'm not sure. Good. We have learned. We've learned. That is not the way. You live, you learn, you eat cinnamon bread. I thought we would kick off this episode nine and we will talk a little bit about our recent trip to Dollywood until we move on to some other topics I've come up with. But first... Let's talk about Dollywood. That's right. We just got back from Dollywood. We were there for the Smoky Mountains Summer Celebration. It runs through August 6th, so you still have time to get out there. And I think the main attraction for us was finally we got to ride Big Bear Mountain Roller Coaster. We did. This summer celebration came with a little extra treat because Big Bear is now open. Yay! We were away, as we always seem to be when it opened. <laughs> Every time. Uh, but we did finally get to ride Big Bear Mountain, and we've been really excited about this one. We headed there first, even before we got cinnamon bread. Yeah. That was, I, I would, I'm that shocked. was even my choice. <laughs> and I will say that Big Bear Mountain could potentially be one of the best family roller coasters at any theme park I've ever been. Another bold one. Wow, Sam, today you are, you're rolling it out there. It has a 38 or 39 inch height requirement, which is the same height requirement as Slinky Dog Dash mm. at Hollywood Studios. Mm. So it's clearly in the family coaster camp. Yeah. And for a family coaster, it is something. I'm going to say this may be controversial. I don't know. But in my opinion, as a coaster itself, I think it's far more enjoyable than Slinky Dog Dash. Oh, by far. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, I think it was more fun roller coaster. It's more of like a roller coaster, roller coaster, a proper coaster. It does have less, I guess, theming around it because Slinky Dog is in Toy Story Land with all of that. But I just think it's much more fun and enjoyable and it feels better. Yeah. I will say one thing, if it had a little bit more theming around, there are really nice areas that are theme like the waterfall mm -hmm. and the station's kind of cool with yeah the, it the is actually the whole big bear expedition the it, tents that you go through i would like to see some more trees or something around the course so that is the one thing but i would say as a roller coaster right. not as a 
I don't know, an, an exp- yeah. like, as an actual roller coaster, it's yeah. one of the most fun family coasters. Mm. And also probably one of the like biggest. Yes. But not scariest. It yeah. Look, I feel like it looks scarier than it actually is. Yes. The way that it's sort of low to the ground, but fast and flowing and it's got those wonderful turns on it all the elements put together that feels so long like you really are on this wild rollicking jeep ride going through a mountain i think the theming sort of speaks for itself and is ingrained into the coaster it is definitely up there it exceeded our expectations and we rode it twice once in the daytime and once at night and i would say that the night ride was where it's at Yeah, with the headlights leading the train, it just looks really cool. We didn't expect that, right? When we saw it at night with the headlights on, it's with like the Jeep that you're supposed to be in or the the expedition vehicle. I thought that was really cool. I'm looking at roller coasters that have the same height requirement to try and give an example of other roller coasters that will be similar. And obviously the family coasters, you think of Disney World. Mm-hmm. So it's the same as Slinky Dog mm-hmm. and Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. Mm. Barnstormer is a few inches lower requirement. Mm-hmm. I mean, we went on Fire Chaser Express mm-hmm. between the two rides we went on. Mm-hmm. And I think I preferred Big Bear Mountain. Me too. I gotta say me too. I think Fire Chaser is a little bit more intense than Big Bear. But Big Bear was more, I don't know, just fun. It felt really good to ride. Thunder Mountain is a 40-inch height. So Big Bear, you can get take smaller kids on Big Bear Mountain than Thunder Mountain. That's interesting. Yeah. I like the way the seats kind of sink in, though. So I feel like you're not hovering above the coaster. You are sunk in there and you feel really secure and cozy. And somehow that makes it feel safer or something. Yeah, it definitely feels secure and it was comfortable. Yeah. It was fast, mm-hmm. but not too fast. Not too fast. When we wrote it in the daytime, it was really pretty. I really like the waterfall that you go through and a spout of water comes up as you ride through that. You go through, I think, two different caves and it was also raining. So we rode in the rain and it was actually really, really fun and memorable to ride in the rain. Sometimes that's just like a special feeling. Yeah, we also rode... Tennessee Tornado. In the rain. <laughs> that was that was a little... a little... If you've been on a roller coaster in the rain, you know that stinging needle in the face feeling from the rain yeah that one had that Mm -hmm. big bear did not no it didn't interesting i guess because maybe not as fast i am really glad that we finally got to ride it it really makes that wildwood grove area feel more complete I agree. And I also thought that this coaster would be really good for people who get maybe motion sick or get really scared feeling or anxiety feeling on other coasters. I think that this might be a coaster that wouldn't give those feelings. Mm -hmm. Like there was not the slightest feeling of a headache or any sort of disturbance of that kind, if you know what I mean. Yeah, it was very smooth. And this coaster was manufactured by Vacoma. So Vacoma related to Disney World made things like Expedition Everest, Guardians of the Galaxy, the mm. Cosmic Rewind. Which we love. But new Vacomas are very smooth and very nice. Mm. Vacoma for a very long time had a reputation of being really rough. They would make SLCs, Infusion at Blackpool Pleasure Beach, mm. for example. But in the last few years, they've really changed to become like making incredible roller coasters that are not only fun, but smooth. Tron. Yeah, Tron is pretty smooth. Would you say they're a smooth operator? Well, you know, we could change it to smooth manufacturer, but you get the point. I get the point. (laughs) But yeah, Big Bear, I'm really glad we got to ride it. Summer celebration at Dollywood. We had the rainiest day possible. We (sighs) had... 
buckets, like, buckets, buckets of rain. It yeah. was pouring on and off all day. Mm-hmm. But we had a great time. We did. Sometimes shows won't run, rides will close, things aren't running at full capacity when it's raining like that. But we did still have a lot of fun. The treats helped. Definitely. The summer celebration pork belly on the stick. That was so good. We had two. That was honestly something I wish that the theme parks here would do. I feel like they've done pork belly treats, but they've never been as good as that one was. That was the best. They need more juicy meat on a stick. On a stick. Not dry, shriveled. Sat under a heat lamp for hours. Heat lamp, dried up, sad sack of meat. Juicy, fresh, hot you know. Sums it up. Summer at Dollywood was fresh. <laughs> yeah. Fresh cinnamon bread, fresh new ride. Uh, not so fresh getting soaked in the rain, but you know what? We did get fresh in the bubble show. We did. We got extra fresh at the bubble rave. Gazillion bubbles. I still... I think they exaggerate think that. A little, you know what? We'll, we'll let them have it. This is Bellagio fountains all over again. <laughs> it's not worth it. Let them have it. It's not worth it. <laughs> Dollywood summer celebration was a great time. We, I love the seasonal activities there. The reason that we like to visit Dollywood once per season, once in the spring, once in the summer, once in the fall, and we haven't been during Christmas yet, but we hope to, is because they change a lot every season for every season they get all new decorations shows theming food drinks they actually do not sell alcohol in dollywood so not those kind of drinks but like lemonades and teas and stuff like that they do a lot to switch out the park and and get into the theming of each season when you're walking around there's a completely different vibe for each season that you're there in a good way everyone is great but it just feels different like in the fall with Mm. the harvest celebration harvest festival something great pumpkin luminites at night and harvest festival i guess during the day i think their naming convention is interesting because for the summer it's dollywood smoky mountain summer celebration but then the nighttime part is called sweet summer nights yeah and then for fall it's like dollywood's harvest thing and then at night it's great pumpkin luminites i was actually just going to talk about how it's very interesting how dollywood even during the seasons the day and the night feel like different different events in a way really i'm nodding vigorously here it's it really is i think it's such a cool park at night Mm -hmm. the lighting's really pretty and it feels like you're just somewhere magical yeah we didn't get the drone show this time Mm. we did get told by some friends that I had changed a little bit from last year. But because of the weather, they did not do the drones. But they still do the fireworks, which is kind of nice. It was nice. Yeah, it was cool. Some parks would just flat out cancel it. That's true. That's a good point. Overall, I would say the summer celebration, Smoky Mountain harvest. It's really fun. Whatever it's called. (laughs) was really fun. And I'm excited to see... Not only the next celebration, Mm -hmm. but the one we haven't been to. So hopefully we can get out there at Christmas. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully, hopefully. And we still have never been to Dollywood when it's cold. It's hot every time we've been. I think it's in a bubble in those mountains. It doesn't matter. I, I do not believe it gets cold there until I see it. It's sort of protected by the mountains. Maybe the heat's just all sealed in there. Yeah. Do you want to talk a little bit about Pigeon Forge? Sure, yeah, of course. I think a lot of people, if you haven't been, it's a little confusing because Gatlinburg and Pigeon Forge kind of right next to each other, Mm. but they're completely different. Mm. And then you've got Dollywood, which is kind of in the middle of them both, but closer to Pigeon Forge side. This time we stayed in Pigeon Forge at Margarita Island Hotel. Margaritaville Island Hotel. (laughs) Yeah, there was margaritas there. Yeah, there were actually. (laughs) And I had one. But we also sometimes stay at Camp Margaritaville, Mm. which is about 
10 minutes closer to Dollywood. Mm. This hotel is right in the center of the island. It is an area. Like Sam said, I used to be confused by this too before we went. I was like, what? Pigeon Forge, Gatlinburg, like are the same thing? Are they different? They are two separate towns right next to each other. I mean, they are similar. There are similarities, but they each have their own whole separate thing. And they kind of have their, I would say they each have their own identity. Their own character, yeah. Gatlinburg feels like a, more you mountainy would picture, like a mountain town. Because they have Anakista and Obergatlinburg and Gatlinburg Skylift Park. So they have the, the Skylifts. Yeah, we've never actually stayed in Gatlinburg. I'd like That's to do true. that and just walk about there. Maybe next time we'll do that. That was one of the nice things about this hotel right in the island is that we just left the car at the hotel and we were able to walk around to quite a few different things. Obviously, we went on our favorite Jurassic Jungle Ugh. boat ride. Yes, we did. You know, I think we go on it every time we go to Pigeon Forge, but I don't always include it in the vlogs because I'm like... Okay, I don't want to put this in every single video every time we come here, but I was like, you know what? It's been like a year, so I'm going to I'm gonna include it in there, and I did. But we ride it without filming it, you know, off camera, every time. Top tier cheesy attraction. And I just love it. Like, we go in there, and we just enjoy it the whole time. People have movies that are bad, but they are cheesy and mm -hmm. fun, mm -hmm. and you enjoy it. I would say this ride is like that for us. It's like people say it's so bad, it's good type of thing. It kind of is, but I actually do think it's good, like in theory. You know what I mean? I in mean, theory. In, in theory, yes. You get in, in this in boat, practice, yeah. there's waterfalls, there's these big animatronic dinosaurs. You go through these different scenes, but there's so many quirky things about it and things that make it funny, I guess. In theory, it could be Jurassic Park. Right. In reality... It is not. It is uh, the good dinosaur. <laughs> The Pixar movie. Have you seen that? <laughs> it's it's just, like the lights will flash on for the scene and it's so fast. And then you're like, what? What was that? And then sometimes they don't all work or the arms kind of flailing. And it's kind of like almost in a little bit of disrepair sometimes. And you just want everything to work. It's it's just I don't know. Like I, I noticed some things this time that I hadn't seen on the previous time. Me too. And I felt like some things that were broken last time were fixed this time. And some things that were working last time <laughs> were broken this time. Not everything would be working every time. There that was just like, wouldn't be fun, would it? There was a story. I heard a narrator telling yes. us, you are going back in time. But it was like... You can barely hear it. Yeah, It's like they put it on volume one <laughs> of ten. If they would turn up that narration so that you could hear the story, I think that would help a lot. I think so. Otherwise, it's just like... What? I guess we're going back in time. I, we figured that out, that yeah. we're going back in time, but we kind of figured it out. On <laughs> My favorite is when the meteor hits the dinosaurs and there's the or the skeleton of yeah. the dinosaur just stood up. It's just there's not moving. Yeah. My favorite is the pterodactyl with the little kid. Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> Gets me every time. <laughs> and the snake. The snake is cool. The big underwater octopus thing. There's so much potential there for them to do so much more. And you know what baffles me? There's no gift shop there's no storefront it's a humongous building i think there's just one person working there honestly. seems to be just one person there they're always nice and it's fine and we enjoy it but like it's a humongous building it's just the ride it's a it's a pretty huge ride right it is huge <laughs> if anybody knows who owns this ride who runs it i had an inkling that i don't know as far as i know it's the same company that owns earthquake, or earthquake right? in gatlinburg that's what i thought but i don't 100% know that, that. <laughs> um i'd love to know i'd love to 
Me talk too. to them and go there and like that would be so look. awesome get a little behind the scenes yeah. do maybe maybe you could do an expedition on it if we could get yeah. enough info i i do want to i know mm. who made the animatronics i did research into this a little <laughs> bit and i know the company that made the animatronics mm. that's all they knew they are really cool animatronics it just need to be constantly repaired yeah. i feel like and they're not maybe just they're there's no there's no gift shop. You can't buy a toy dinosaur. There's no popcorn. There's no soda. There is just the ride. You get there. You get in the boat. You go back in time. You see the dinosaurs and you go home. I would buy a t-shirt. I absolutely would buy a t-shirt. A hat. Anything. Merchandising. Merchandising. Come on. Come just for on. me. <laughs> Speaking of animatronics, though, we did see mm. some working animatronics. I know where you're going with this. We ate chicken with some chicken animatronics. Frizzle chickens. Mm, not just any chickens. I looked this up later. Frizzle chickens are a special kind of chicken. Yeah. And it was a really good chicken restaurant. It surprised me a lot. Mm. It was not expensive. You got animatronic shows, mm. singing songs with pun chicken names. <laughs> I don't know what else you could ask for. So this restaurant, Frizzle Chicken Farmhouse Cafe in Pigeon Forge, we've been eyeballing it, right? On yeah. every visit. It always closes really early. It used to have weird hours, but we finally went there. And we had heard it was cute with the animatronic singing chickens, but I actually thought the food was really, really good. And like you said, a really good value. Yeah, the food was good. I had a burger, you had a chicken sandwich. It was so good. Like that classic diner yeah style but juicy later in the trip i had a similar chicken sandwich from another restaurant with really good reviews and it was not as good the frizzle chicken chicken sandwich was better yeah. and half the price i have a question for you mm. and i saw someone comment this <laughs> on your video mm -hmm. what is your chicken pun name mine yeah mine's easy hold on is it super hen fused yeah it was is super hen -thused. i like it but <laughs> me too I think mine works easier. Okay. Expedition theme park. Oh, that's, it's too, it's like we were made to be animatronic chickens. <laughs> it's too good. It's too easy. Listen, Frizzle, if you want to use them, you're, you're fine. <laughs> we're, we're good with it. And then finally, before we move on, of a little recap of what we've been doing. Mm -hmm. Halloween, Code Orange. Dun, 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 dun. Code Orange, in case you don't know, is this thing. And people who love to look for Halloween merchandise out in the stores at any time of the year, it's kind of like Code Orange, everybody, to let other fellow Halloween decor hunters know it's there. And I found one. It was a real Code Orange. A real one. I couldn't believe it. I went out the other day and I got my hair done. And I said, you know what? I really feel it. I feel it in my bones. I do this every summer. I go out and I start checking in all the craft stores to see who's got the stuff out first and i found a jackpot at old time pottery and i made a little video about it and it was a really fun day i'm excited for halloween didn't weren't you like i wish i was there i i do wish you i didn't I come wasn't with me there. that day because i was i did it straight from getting my hair done but you were like get this get that I yeah. <laughs> and then when i watched the video back i was like you should have got more yeah i was got. i was a little conservative with what i got i only got two things i specifically like the car the car yeah we'll go back for it uh, and, you have to come with me and the animals in hats the little top hats. That's Okay, so I dub this Halloween season decor's theme, or at least one of the themes, to be Dapper Halloween because I saw so many little characters with top hats and bow ties. Skeletons, pumpkins, frogs, cats. You know the best thing? Hmm. In our closet, I have a vampire costume with a top hat. Hmm. I'm sorted for Dapper Halloween. You do, and you are. Now I have to get sorted. Oh, I've got it in my head. I've got it in my head. I know what I'm doing for Halloween. Dapper Halloween. <gasps> 
Mickey's not so scary. That's it. Okay, so I know what I'm going to do. I'm not going to say it, but it just pop. I'm going to write it down really quick. <laughs> Everyone in a Halloween costume looks dapper, in my opinion. But this mm. year, extra dapper. Gentlemanly dapper. We say this, but then the day comes. Mickey's not so scary. Halloween party starts in August, and it's so hot. And that day, I'm always like, I don't want to wear a hot costume. We'll see. We'll see. Maybe later in the season yeah. when it gets cooler. And one last thing on the topic of Halloween. Ooh. For years now, five years, I went back and looked this up how long you've been doing this. Oh. For five years, every year, you have been going, before. I think before I even heard of this store, uh-huh. to Spirit Halloween. Yes. And I think the first video you did was in 2017. Yes. And you've done this every year. Every year. And this year, Spirit Halloween sent you perhaps one of the coolest yes. gifts yes. ever. Yes, Sam is right. So long before I had the YouTube channel, I have been a huge fan of the Spirit Halloween stores. They open these pop-up Halloween stores in abandoned storefronts. Everything about it is cool. They have an amazing charity called Spirit of Children, which I always support as well every year. I love the associates that work there are so fun. They have a theme every year. And I think a lot of people didn't know this. And I kept hammering about it, making videos about it. And a small community did too. And now people know that they have an actual big theme of animatronics and decor every year year. And I get excited. I get excited when the stores are about to open. And yeah, of course, one of the first videos on my YouTube channel when I started it in 2017 was a store tour of Spirit Halloween. And I've done it every summer or like every year when they open. I think I've come with you for the last two years. Yeah, I introduced you to Spirit, didn't I? Yeah. Yeah, I took you and your family. Yeah, we took my whole family when they were here (laughs) on vacation to Spirit Halloween and they loved it. They loved it because you can have fun. So many Halloween stores are so stuffy. No, you can't touch anything. You can't do anything. But in Spirit, you can touch the, the buttons on the floor, the triggers on the floor and play with the animatronics. Well, not play with them, but trigger them, have them go off. They they make these elaborate sets in the stores you can walk through. It's it's a very community feeling. It's a very like theme park of a Halloween feeling. And I, I love it. But yeah, they sent me a PR box, a gift box, and it was the coolest thing ever. I unboxed it and it's on my Instagram and Facebook. I literally posted it everywhere because I was so excited about it and still am. And I love you, Spirit Halloween. Maybe now it's a lot more popular, Mm. but growing up in the UK, because Spirit's been around for, they're celebrating an anniversary this year? Yeah. Is it 40 years? That's right. 40 years of Spirit Halloween. They started, I think, in 1983, I guess. Yeah, it must have been. So like, I became aware of them in the last few years, mostly because of you. I feel Mm. like now it's gotten more popular. Yeah, now everybody knows about it. But I'm telling you, when I used to go, it was a niche thing. (laughs) It was a niche thing. Now, I mean, I'm glad so many people love it, but it is... I want to suggest, like, for my friends listening in the UK, mm-hmm. if they come out here this Halloween yeah. and they have time, go and check out A Spirit Halloween because it puts any UK Halloween place to shame. I love that. So you also have to make note and go to the bigger store locations. So you can look up on their website, the store locator. And what I do is I probably do this a little extra. <laughs> I look up uh, what store it's going to be in and then I'll look it up on Google Maps. And if it looks like a small store, it's still going to be cool and they're still going to have animatronics up. But if you look for the big ones that were in like a former Best Buy, Toys R Us, like look for the ones that are in a big, big building. They're going to be the ones with a big 
awesome displays. There's normally one near Universal mm-hmm. and at least one near Disney. Mm-hmm. So if you do come in the fall, it's a great you time. You should. Yeah, it's a really fun, like different thing to do. Took my whole family. It was a great day. <laughs> the they best. loved it. <laughs> they did love it. I'll, I'll treasure that memory forever. I think that pretty much sums up what we've been doing. Okay. So I want to ask you a question. <gasps> Both of us have our own YouTube channel. And we, we both started in 2017. We did. Within a few months of each other. That's and obviously true. we didn't know each other at this point. Uh-huh. But I want to ask you, in that time, uh-huh. what have you learned about making YouTube videos? Wow. So this is, this is what you, you look yeah. like you were going to throw something at me. Yeah, I've, I, I, was, I was thinking uh-huh. about this earlier and I thought, mm. you know what? I'm going to ask Jackie what she's learned in Mm. her five years of making YouTube videos. Well, it's six, right? It's going to be six. What's going to be six? Yeah. Um, gosh, so many things. Honestly, I do feel like I have learned a lot. I remember early on, one of the things that I thought was because early on, I started the channel from a blog. It was a blog at first, and it was my little trip reports and write-ups of things that I would do like renaissance festivals and theme parks, the same kind of stuff I do now, Halloween-y stuff and attractions and festivals and things like that. And when I started making the videos, they were video versions of the blogs. More and more people are doing this kind of thing and doing different things. I've just learned more and more to do what I want to do and make my travel vlog and share the things that I am doing and that I think are fun in my own way. Some people think it's too early for Halloween. Ah. (laughs) This is what I wanted to ask you. Ah. So I am kind of going in that direction though. Yeah. I am kind of, kind of like march the beat of your own drum direction. I get, I get where you're going with this, but I think, you know, when I listen to this back, I'm probably going to have a million things that I'm going to want to add to this and say like, oh, but this too and this too, because I think I've, I actually do feel like I've learned a lot and it's helped me to grow in a lot of ways. But I think overarching is just like march to the beat of your own drum. Trust your gut, trust your instincts, be yourself, do what's right for you and do it in your own way. I think that's kind of an overarching thing. It's just like, just do your thing. You know, just do what makes you happy. Follow your true spirit and self. For example, go into shop Halloween in June. (laughs) You would have done that with or without the camera. That's the thing. I have said that and in a few of my sort of little update chats on YouTube is that I have said from day one, I am going to make videos about things that I would be doing with or without the camera. Like I've never been, what what can I make a video about? Like, let me go hunt for content type of thing. I've always been, this is the fun thing I want to do and I'm going to make a video of it. And sometimes I don't make a video of it. It keeps it fresh and exciting, you know? Like that bad chicken sandwich you had. <laughs> I didn't vlog that. We had a whole other day driving through the mountains. It was a really fun, nice day. And we stopped for food at a cute restaurant that got great reviews. It probably would have been a cute vlog, but it was a bad sandwich. It was a bad sandwich. Mm. Even I was like, mm. when you first tried it, you were like, it's not that bad. And then later you admitted it was <laughs> awful. Yeah, it was pretty bad. Horrible. But yeah, I, I thought it would just be yeah. fun to ask you yeah. a question, not something you would easily be able to answer in yeah. a video or uh-huh. when you're doing something. Yeah, it's I have so many thoughts on this. And like I said, I'll probably think of a million things after this. But I think you're right. And I think we're on the same page is that the overarching thing is if you have a passion for something, anything, do the thing you have a passion for in the way you would want it to be done. Not just videos, but anything, right? Yeah. 
I think it's also a lesson I learned in grad school is when you're writing papers and when you're writing your thesis and when you're preparing to write publications and things is there are students who will spend five years on the same paper trying to make it absolutely perfect and bulletproof and get the paper out. Do the absolute best you can and as thorough as you can. And then you continue going. Research builds on itself. And obviously that's a different thing, but it's the same with crafts, arts, creations, whatever you want to call it. It's never going to be perfect, but you do the best that you can and get it out there. And that's how you get better. The ironic part is the only way to get better is getting it out there, mm-hmm. right? So you just try to get a little better, get a little bit better each time. And sometimes I feel like I take a step back two steps forward, but I keep going and I'm happy I'm doing it because I like doing it. It's really that simple. I think with anything you do that is interesting to you, that is a creative project of any type, you're going to learn and you're going to grow and you're going to learn about yourself and the world around you. And I think it's a good thing to do anything like paint, draw, take photographs, blog, journal. I also journal. I was just thinking about this earlier (laughs) and you were talking about like, is it it's early for Halloween? Yeah. And then I was also looking back over my earliest videos because mm. YouTube added a search by oldest. Right. Which don't do that. Don't don't do that. So if I go to my channel here, this is a this is a fun little exercise, <laughs> real quick here. And I go to videos and I go to oldest. If, if you click my first video to my latest one, I like to think myself <laughs> it is a million times better. I hope the same is with me. But look at this. I'm looking at my first videos. My very first video was going to Main Street USA at Magic Kingdom to see the Halloween decorations when they first got put up. My second video is at a comic shop at like a snack tasting. My third video is a travel vlog to Knoxville, Tennessee during a hurricane. My fourth video is Food and Wine Festival. And my fifth video ever is Spirit Halloween Store Tour. I told you, I looked earlier. Yeah, and then the video after that is Ghost Stories of the Biltmore Hotel in Miami. So uh, it's all kind of like spooky. It started off on that bat and it kept going. Kept going on that bat. My first video is of Spaceship Earth and it's 11 minutes long. I don't even want to watch it myself, but... I'm going to watch it. (laughs) (laughs) My first extinct video is about the American Adventure theme park, which is a theme park in England that I grew up going to and I loved... And I wanted to hear that story. Huh. And no one else and no was one telling ha- it. And I, so I made that story huh. and I've remade that video. Uh-huh. And it's really good. It's really interesting. And you can see the difference between the two hmm. is I learned a lot even between those two things. But I still feel like the core is the same. I think for both of us, yeah, you can look at this and you can see the core is the same, like our our sense of humor, each of our different sense still of a, humor. Still as bad as it was back then. <laughs> Just as cheesy as they ever were. The kind of things we like, I think, are they, like I got the Florida Keys here. I got Key Largo. How, how does it feel to look back and have five years worth of things you've done in video form? That's kind of cool. 661 videos I've made. That is unbelievable. That's and that is edited proper videos, not live streams, edited, fully edited videos. That is impressive. That's a lot, I think. I have 232 videos. A few of them are remakes of ones I did earlier. Hmm. But that's quite a lot of... It is quite a lot, yeah. quite a lot of script writing. It is. That's a lot of script writing and research. I wonder in total how many words that is. Mm, That's a whole thing. Definitely more than my dissertation at university, I'll tell you that. (laughs) Yeah, I think we've both learned a lot. Maybe, you know what would be cool? All right, so my channel's six-year anniversary is in August. Yours is in, what, November? Mm -hmm. Maybe in, like, September. 
September or something, we can do a six years on YouTube special. That would be good. We'll sit down and write it down. We'll be more organized. Talk about like what we've learned, our goals for the future, some of our favorite memories, our mm-hmm. least favorite. Maybe take a couple of questions. Oh, I love that. Yeah. So we'll plan for that sometime between our two six year anniversaries. We'll do a six years on YouTube special. Maybe we'll get a cake. <gasps> I love it. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. We'll get a cake. Maybe. You know, uh, party. A Viennetta, maybe. A Viennetta. I'd love <laughs> no, no, a, a real cake. I, I'd love a Viennetta right now. I would now. need a whole Viennetta oh, right now. So creamy. Well, anyway, well, that was just a little question I thought I'd throw you. Oh, I'm sweating. <laughs> I'm in the hot seat. Okay, well, that was fun, though. That was fun. Hmm. We do have a few pieces of theme park news mm. to talk about, and then I think that just about wraps up episode nine. Mm. So, do you want to do the news intro? <clears throat> So, first up on the news, we have a recent one. Genie Plus changed at Walt Disney World. Mm, I, sir, don't like it. Well, you just don't like Genie Plus at all. I don't care. I I see the the merits of it, but I don't love it. But I have specific reasons why I don't like this. But I'll let you you talk first. So, the change is that now it used to be one price for Genie Plus, and it included all the parks for the day. Mm Mm-hmm. So it, it was fifteen dollars at first. At first, but then it went up to like twenty five. Mm-hmm. I think it even reached like thirty. Mm-hmm. Surge pricing per day. But that one price included all four parks. So mm-hmm. if you park hopped, you could use Genie in any of the parks. In an ideal situation, because you still could not get in before two to park hop. Mm -hmm. So really... Makes it really tough to get lightning lanes. Yeah. And the more popular attractions, like by two o'clock, you're not going to be getting Slinky Dog anyway. Yeah, exactly. On a rare day, maybe. Mm Mm-hmm. But now with the new system, it's individual pricing for each park. Mm. So I think today I saw like Animal Kingdom and Epcot were the cheapest, around $15, $16. And Magic Kingdom were... in the high 20s so the benefit of this is that i think at least at the moment if you're using genie i don't know how many people would get the full benefit if you park hop it can be done but general people come into disney try and aim for their dis and i might, I might be wrong in this this is just how mm-hmm. i use it too mm-hmm. we very rarely would park hop with genie that's a really good point and that leads into my issue with it is that the the crux of this is that there is one price if you want to do all the parks and it would be i guess the price of the most expensive park for the day right or which it would have been anyway with the right so if you pay the most expensive price you can get all four parks if you're really only going to one park for the day and you're not going to park hop i could see how yes paying less would be better you don't want to pay that magic kingdom price i just still find it makes it more complicated and annoying in general the whole system the system is complicated and is Thank annoying. Thank you, it is. It is purely selfish reasons that I enjoy it because right. I was able to spend the time to learn it. You maneuver it very well for a big group when your family comes and we can maximize our day and that's great. And it's totally unfair for people come into the park who have to learn all of that. I think about my family coming and using all of that. I mean... It's annoying to have to spend part of your limited time in the parks figuring that out. You shouldn't have to. You are still spending time messing around. It's kind of like Universal System. You buy a much more expensive pass, but you don't have to do anything. You just walk to a different entrance Mm -hmm. anytime and you can just get on and get in a shorter line. Which, yes, costs a lot more, but the cost to ease is much, much 
different to a cheaper system here, but you have to spend half your time trying to figure out how to best use it. Right. So like the Express Pass at Universal, like you said, and many other parks all around the US and around the world will have a system like that where you pay one price. Maybe it's a lot. Maybe it's the same as a park ticket for the day, $100, $150 or more for the day, but you pay that price and you are now in the Express line for every ride all day. But in theory, Genie should be more accessible because it is cheaper. Right. But it's not more accessible to use. Right. The usage. It's really kind of interesting to think about the different versions. And I, I don't know which is better. As someone yeah. who, I wouldn't say mastered, but... <laughs> You've you know, ma- you pretty much mastered it. don't need it. to blow my own horn, but... <laughs> you have. And, and I, you know, in theory have so too. And I can use it. I don't like it, though. I don't like using it. So your issue really with this new system is that it just, again, makes it more complicated. Exactly. That is my issue. That I think that it makes it more complicated for guests. Even if you've been going for a long time, you don't necessarily want to be doing all that but i think oh i don't want to be doing that exactly i don't want to be waiting in lines either sure nobody does as far as the system goes i think it makes sense because you get a lot more value out of genie plus at magic kingdom than you do at say epcot next on the news agenda (laughs) just quickly in the uk Mm. mardi gras started Don't. How bizarre. How Bit bizarre. late. Just call it carnival at this point. I'd say. That was exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> Sorry, I stole your thunder. <laughs> um, Subterra. I don't remember if we spoke about this or not. It's a, a very weird attraction at Orton Towers that was open for a few years. It was closed and was sat there abandoned. And they reopen it this year because Nemesis is closed and they need more <laughs> attractions, basically. Mm. From what I remember, and I only did it twice... It didn't used to be very good. And I don't know if this new version is better. I hope it is. I, Everybody's I think raving about it. I don't know if that's true. <laughs> right, but, but you know when I, people are raving about yeah, it. I don't know. You don't I think, think they are? I think now people are just happy for anything at Warren Towers. So it's never been open on my previous visit, so I've never ridden it. I made a video. It's called The Abandoned history of nemesis subterra i went back and i called it the once abandoned nemesis subterra i think i need to go over there (laughs) and do it and remake that video because Mm, you know proper history i'm pretty sure i ended it by saying it's probably never going to reopen don't get them all right (laughs) uh there have been some teases today from Cedar Point about something coming. Uh, yeah, they posted a 2024. Hmm. Some top thrill dragster speculation, which is rampant. It's rampant, I tell you. Is uh, going on. It's top thrill rampant. <laughs> I'm excited to get back on it, hopefully, next year. And Who it knows? was closed the first time I went, so I've never ridden it. So yeah, that'll be, be a first for me when yeah. it reopens. Sand Serpent at Bush Gardens Tampa is closing. Sand mm. Serpent is the wild mouse coaster that's in Pantopia near mm. Falcon's Fury. There's a, a Howlow Screen house right behind it. Mm-hmm. It originally was at Bush Gardens Williamsburg before it moved to Tampa, mm. but it's closing. So they said they're going to redevelop that area. So I assume that means something is coming there. That'll be exciting. Indiana Jones movie comes out this week. So at Hollywood Studios, they have a temporary summer pop-up called the den of destiny and they've themed it up it used to be a store next to the indiana jones stunt spectacular show so it was already kind of themed that way i worked in that store (laughs) you've worked everywhere disney (laughs) that is true (laughs) but they themed it up and made it a cute little bar with some movie props and we tried the drinks and we really enjoyed it just stand-up tables and cute and 
fun and I, I really like it. Kind of like it was a, a tribute store without the merchandise. Yeah, very mini little tribute store yeah. with a couple of drinks, but More it's of good. That. More of that, Disney. We love that. Little pop-up fun-themed things to celebrate the release of movies, the anniversaries of things. We love it. And Disneyland this weekend, Oogie Boogie Bash tickets. I think it's called Oogie Boogie Bash. I say Oogie Boogie. Oogie Boogie. Not Oogie Boogie. Oogie Boogie. <laughs> I say Oogie Boogie. I met that guy. I'm the Oogie Boogie man. I met, him in a, I met him in a weird sports hall on a cruise. I danced with him. I, I sort of did. <laughs> you danced. That was so weird, but let's not go into that. Yeah, that, that was... Ticket, we, did we talk about that yet? We haven't. I think we did. Did we? Okay. Yeah, I, it was on a Disney cruise. Mm. It was the Oogie Boogie Bash, but not the Oogie Boogie Bash. It was great. He was there and he was bashing around. And he danced with us. The tickets are now mm. on sale this weekend. I think that already on sale for magic keys i don't know if we're gonna get to go but mm. it would be cool it looks mm. cool i've so. never been to oogie boogie bash over in california we don't know if we'll be able to go this year but maybe we'll see we'll see there are a lot of halloween events coming so many every year we get excited for the season and we do as many halloween events as we possibly can and this year will be no different. I saw Sir Henry's Haunted Trail. <gasps> I saw it. It looked so cool. Uh, witching. It's yeah. like about witches. Witching yeah. hour. Witching. Yeah. It looked witching. It lo <laughs> I love that. They're starting to announce what they're doing, the hayride they're going to yeah. do. I'm really excited for the hayride. Me too. And I also saw that they're going to have some November dates. So Ooh, it's going to be going a little good. longer. Nice. Which is smart. Halloween Horror Nights ends on Halloween this year, I think. Yeah. And Everybody wants to get a little more in and squeeze it in. I love Sir Henry's Haunted Trail. I have been going for years. You took me for my first time in 2019, I think. Shout out to my favorite house, The Carvin. I got the t-shirt. I'm going to wear it. <laughs> I do have some old, older ones too. This year, they're doing a haunted hayride. I am actually really excited for this. Me too, because it's not something we get in Florida a lot, hayrides. I have never done a haunted hayride. It looks like they're going big on this. They do some updates throughout the year on YouTube mm. and they have a podcast. Mm -hmm. I'm giving them a shout out. Yeah, a big shout out. That's right. We listened to the Sir Henry's Haunted uh, Trail podcast while we were on the road trip recently. A couple of episodes. We heard some friends on there. I enjoyed it. I and did too. It made me excited for this year. Me too. Yeah, we've been going for years now and we love it and we'll keep on going. And it's, a, it's an independent haunt here in Florida. It's in Plant City. And we did see they've been reconstructing constructing the facades and the trails you kind of walk it's indoor and outdoor you walk through like forests and little uh, structures and they make new themes every year and these backstories and it's great kind of scary sometimes sometimes yeah and i'll never forget the year they had the kids in the cemetery that was one of my cool. favorites that was really cool do you remember the end of the trail where they were like touch the coffin yeah I, I touched the coffin <gasps> and then someone screamed at me from the, from ceiling. the ceiling i nearly fell on the floor i love a good ceiling Ugh, scare me too or a floor scare when they come out from the ceiling or from the floor and kind of like near your feet those are those are top notch mm -hmm. or from the sky Bungie. Like the flying down, yeah, yeah the bungee not, ones. Not they like. I like the bungee down. ones, but I like when they're camouflaged, when they're hidden. Mm -hmm. We've been to some other haunts where they're just you can just see them. <laughs> they're just down there, <laughs> and they're just out. Like cover them up a little more, yeah. hide them a little more, because so they can actually scare you. Hollow Scream Tampa's got that hidden ones down. Yeah, Hollow Scream Orlando still got a tweak. We do, we love Hollow Scream Orlando, but they're only in their going to be in their third year. Yeah. So it's a kind of newer event. And the improvement from the first year yeah. to the second was quite a lot. So, so this I'm excited year, to yeah. see. This actually brings me on to my last piece of news. <gasps> oh, news. Last week, mm -hmm. or I mean last episode. Speaking I, of last, <laughs> I know where you're going. 
I ended it by saying, I think an announcement might be coming this week. It's time, right? Or guess what? What? I was right. Yeah. Last of Us has officially been announced for Halloween Horror Nights 32. Last of Us video game. Yes. Which I love. I do too. So I think we've talked about this a bit, but Sam has played the game in full more than once. And in the last time that he played it, I walked into the room while he was playing and I was like, what is this? This sounds so neat. And I sat and I watched pretty much the entire game being played. And it's so cinematic. It's got these great scenes. The story is great. I really, really enjoyed. Like sometimes I'd be reading a book or doing something else while he's playing. But then when there's a cutscene and story, I pay attention and I, I really enjoyed it. And of course, we watched the series and we love the series. Yep. Beautifully done programming. I mean, just acting sets. So the house will be based on the first video game of the two. Mm. It'd be interesting to see if they do the second one. I, mm. I love the second game too. Mm. The first game came out on the PlayStation 3 10 years ago, mm. and it has been refreshed, I would say, multiple times. Ah. I cannot wait to go into this house. Yeah, I'm very excited. There's a very lot of potential for a beautiful, scary Fun house. Very high on my anticipation list. Mm. And we only have two houses so far. Yeah. And it's funny because the Chucky house, we don't know much about, right? It's not even on the house list on the, on the website. website. Yeah, we noticed this the other day. So we did get that announcement last year, but we don't have much to go on for that. I'm guessing at some point they give more details because they, mm. they kind of said Chucky has come in. Right. But like, what, they're not uh -huh. just, it's what, not just going to be called Chucky, I doubt, the house. Right. It's going to be based on It'd be like probably Chucky, the new series. Chucky, very evil doll man <laughs> wanna play <laughs> thing house guide doll yeah that's that's what it's called maybe wanna, it'll be the scene with the chucky the frog. wanna play thing house doll that's the name love of it. it last of us currently is definitely top of my anticipation list of the right. two mm -hmm. but scary dolls are fun too but now we officially have two houses Yay. the event is around two months just over two months away. Yeah, it's not that far off. We are almost to July here and July and August. And then it starts. Next week, it's going it to be... It starts, two ne months. Yeah, next week, exactly two months till the start of Halloween Horror Nights. So it's not that far off. And you know, it's such a huge event and it takes up the whole Universal Studios park, really, all the scare zones. So they start work on it, hopefully pretty soon. You know what I just thought? What? It's two months next week. There are eight houses left to announce. My goodness. That it's going to be a barrage. They, they can do one a week. <gasps> I imagine a few of them will come in like groups. Like they normally uh -huh. do the original houses together. Yeah. But I mean, I don't think it's going to be too long. Mm -mm. Another thing that kind of goes back to what we were talking about is every summer, I will start to go out to Universal and show as they're building up all the theming and decorations for the scare zones all summer long. I'll kind of do that. And I started doing that as just like a fun thing. You were doing it too. And we would go together. And now it's like this big craze. A ton yeah. of people do it. But when we started doing it, I used to go around anyone there, was just tweet and there was like me and two other people maybe three yeah. and I still lived in Miami at that time so I could only do that once in a yeah. while but since I've been living here I've done it hardcore every summer I get so excited when I start seeing the scare zone construction me too I cannot wait me but neither. just over two months Halloween Horror Nights will be here I am very excited and I'm very excited for The Last of Us House there's a lot of potential for this to be a fantastic year 
going to be cool. I'm, I'm actually really excited to see what the scare zones are going to be. Me too. I think there's a lot of focus each year on what the houses will be. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you can get those sleeper hit scare zones that just yeah. bring the vibe. And this is a weird thing. And I think you will feel the same. But mm-hmm. one thing that's really important to me mm-hmm. is the overall music throughout the park during the event. Music yeah. is so important. So important. It just sets the whole vibe when you're sat in Stay and Scream and the music just switches over to whichever area oh, or something. It just, it <sighs> fills your body with the most wonderful feelings. And some years have better park music than others. We still listen to the 2019 soundtrack. That year was fire music. Yeah, 25 was good. Mm, yeah. There's some last years we year, listen to again and again. Eh. It's not, last year was fine for fine. the vibe but i don't sit and listen to it yeah and i'm hoping this year we're gonna get some cool part music give us some good music <laughs> i can't wait just to be sat there and yeah. hear the music and the fog have starts the fog pumping the characters run out and bra- say welcome to halloween horror nights and you just, I, ah! I imagine brand new food and drinks this year <gasps> that's exciting They've been up in the game on that, on the food and drinks. So, mm-hmm. you know, well, I'm I'm curious to see what they do. Halloween Horror Nights is nearly here. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being here, Jackie. Oh, it's my pleasure to be here <laughs> in our office, sitting together, chatting about things that we both find fun to chat about with my favorite person in the world. Aww, you. <laughs> you're my favorite. Oh. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Yeah. You're my favorite, too. You're our favorite because you are here with us for this more personal thing. You know, we love our YouTube channels, but we love doing this. It's more personal. It's more, I don't know, it's just things we can talk about that don't really necessarily fit into our YouTube videos, but are still adjacent. So if you do have any questions you would like to ask, sometimes we try and answer them in the podcast. Mm -hmm. You can email us at expeditionenthused at gmail.com. That is probably the best way to go about it because... Yeah, it's easier uh, for us to find. And if you put in the subject line question for podcast, that makes it a lot easier for us to find because the emails can get bogged down. So if you email and put question for podcast, Mm -hmm. bam. And sometimes I just reply to the emails. Yeah, some have just just answered their question. And I'm like, damn, I was supposed to save that. (laughs) Wait, they weren't wanting us to email back. (laughs) We met a family at Epcot who emailed about the recipe for cinnamon bread. Yeah. And we've got to try that sometime. Yeah, we do. We really do. uh, I can't wait. Other than that, thank you so much for listening. Indeed. Thank you for being here with us. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, that was weird. (laughs) What was that? I don't know. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, But see, I want to say thank you also, but you already said it. So I'm awkwardly saying, I also too thank you for listening. Thank you again. No, we we thank thank you the same. (laughs) So as always, stay enthused. And we will see you next time.